I'm like overwhelmed by seeing yeah. Harvey Dent and uh, Poison Ivy and getting to know Bruce Wayne and like it just was so much. episode oh my god i saw it and i could not wait to do this <laughs> and i feel like, like it's getting better and better every single time it's weird but, I, and it's weird because i feel like we're gonna even talk longer about this episode <laughs> you know, know. you know it has the potential to just talk for a long time about this episode. I actually think this is my favorite one so far now. Remember, I was like, oh, number three, the Scarecrow. Yeah. I go, nothing's going to get topped. And, 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 and it was really, you know, awesome. But now I'm like, and then yesterday's episode, not today. It's insane. The, um, uh, what I think also is interesting is uh, in the order we're doing it, Episodes one, three, and five introduced uh, newer um, villains: Man Bat, Scarecrow, and then Poison Ivy, um, with a lot more exposition. Do you think, jo- think the Joker's tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, they keep. And then two and four were the Joker. For the next the, one. The Joker did not does not require any introduction, and then one, three, and five, they with a little bit more explanation of who they are, how they got to be who they are you know, backstory and full circle type of storylines. You know, it just, it, it, it's, I, that's, you could see them potentially, that's why they did it in the order they, they produced it, right? They're like, we have so many stories we want to tell, let's, um, let, but we can't just have new new villain after villain that no, it's too exhausting for the viewer. The casual viewer wants to see the Joker in a way, you know? Um, right. Listen, I have to stop watching the next episode after we do the podcast because it's blowing my mind every time. So, like, and then I'm like, let's do it again. Let's to to take a step back. We are, uh, we just watched Pretty Poison season one, episode five, by way of DVD. If you perfect fo- name, if you're following along, um, uh, watching on HBO Max. It, that's season one, episode nine. I thought it was Max. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the com- the commenters out there um, are going to be going wild that I continue to call it HBO Max, but that's that's the way I call it. And then yeah. um, the opening scene. Let's just get started because I actually do I have. Jump I, think, right in. I think I have a controversial take on this episode or maybe it shouldn't be really i don't think it's considered controversial in the grand scheme of things but like i think it's uh, somewhat contrarian perhaps um the opening scene starts from beneath the soil like the, the digging and the releasing and the first time i watched through it i'm like what's that in the second episode when i watched it again took some more notes it was like uh-huh. it was clear what what the story was being told um the first real episode with Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent had that little mini. Um, that blow your mind. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that was that was good, and then it was immediately a flashback to five years ago, and it was like a different. It was sepia colored, essentially. You know, I couldn't tell exactly how long ago this was. Um, 
Which he is finally a- introduced Harvey Dent. Like it was official. And he He's now on the series. And they announced him as the our new our new district attorney in the flashback uh, scene from five years ago, which is a nice change from what I think in the Nolan universe because what my understanding of the Nolan universe is that he had a much more brief tenure before he turned into two face. You can't really tell exactly what the timeline yeah, is. This one went more into detail with him and that's what I really liked about it. You can actually see their relationship. Like um, how close they really are. And this Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent. Like they're they're tight friends. They're good friends. And I I think you kind of missed that a little bit in um, in Nolan series. Yeah, because they don't they don't have the time to develop it. They tried they did they did the Joker and Two Face yeah, all in one fun. episode. Yeah. Harvey Dent, our new district attorney. This new jail is funded by the Wayne Foundation, and and then they and they flash forward then to a better safer, safer gotham, gotham 5 years later so it's already been <laughs> yeah. 5 years that he's been the district attorney and i think in the nolan universe it almost seems like it's within a year he turns into two-face so um from being really past, it's a year you think it's or less you think it happens that quickly well, i was that... hoping to develop I'm talking about. I don't know if it's going to happen that quickly. I'm that talking said, about I'm Nolan. Oh, and Nolan. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think we're talking about. No, I'm talking about within, in their series. I'm, talking, I'm about, like, no, I'm talking about in Nolan. It happens within. I think you're kind of jumping the gun here. Within uh, a year, within a year of him being announced as the new district attorney, um, and they're referring to him in yeah. in Nolan's Dark Knight as our new district attorney, the new district attorney. He's making a show of himself in trials. And, you know, I believe in Harvey Dent and that kind of campaign um, stuff. That's all within it's, – it, it's less than five years for sure. And it's right. more it's more along the lines of like one year, maybe even less, perhaps more. But this was – so this establishes a storyline of like how long these guys have been working together, right? Yeah, so, and you didn't know. you love the fact that it went to a better sea for Gotham and there that's when the prison break hit. Like it was perfect. Yeah, immediately. Like five years later with a better sea for Goth- Gotham and then there's the prison break. And I was like, this is so dope, you know? And then and then there's this escape and we don't get a name for the person who escapes, but he looks like Mo from the Three Stooges. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and and, it, and then it, almost forgettable, and it probably was. It was not a character that was worth mentioning, or you know, worth discussing further on this pod, probably. But also in the show, they just like, yeah, there's a there's a prison escape. Uh, yeah, it was a random one. Like he he's not really um, of much significance in this episode at all, right? Just just for the break. And before, and before, I did want to actually pause before we uh, um, go much further in this episode. Before we talked about you wanting to um, revisit Henry's second point from the previous episode, where he's not as jokey. Do you want to do that at the end, or do you want to do that right now? Yeah, we can do that at the end. Um, let's keep going with this episode because we're already going strong with this. Yeah, because you know what I mean. Like we're going hot. Yeah, and yeah. Hot with it. No, and, uh, that's good. We can revisit that at the end. Let's make sure we do. 
there okay so and now this is probably where my my um my uh, my controversial take kind of comes in here okay um i i i am not in i have to agree with pamela isley who becomes poison ivy a waterfront brutalist prison it's not a good idea and and that causes the destruction of native gotham flora you know like that should be that should be controversial that should, it's not controversial, controversial right i said i'm like it shouldn't no. be it shouldn't be considered controversial but like i'm wondering like because they're making it seem like you know this is needed it is the penitentiary you know and they show it but it's this big also if you it reminds it, me of the Buffalo waterfront, like where they did all the factories there. And it's like putting the, you know what I mean? Taking all the best property and putting, uh, you, you, do you know what I mean? Water. And it's a, a, a terrible, and it's, like they're putting a prison there. A big concrete prison. Very, I, I think actually that was, um, the point of it. It's intended. Like that it was ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Like they, took, they took a beautiful waterfront, a natural waterfront. And they uh, destroyed it with this uh, brutalist concrete prison that also has phallic symbolism as well in there. Right. Just, it returns as always. All right. So I did. So I knew it shouldn't have been controversial, but I just from my looking from just viewing of it. So like she ends up in prison uh, at the end, and I'm just like, well, she doesn't really belong in prison for what she wow. did. You know what I mean? Um, she's. Well she, you don't think she did? You don't think? I mean, she I don't is. Think she belongs in prison. I think that that's rightfully should have been protested. Uh, protested, please. Pro she's protested. like a, she's known to be like a mad genius. She's an environmental. Like, she's an eco terrorist for sure. Yeah, right? and she. This is where she's similar to the scarecrow because they're just mad, up in the head. They're crazy. And yeah, but so Wayne, so Mark Arkham Asylum. Asylum, perhaps? Yes. But the new penitentiary? No. Yeah, I I guess we can revisit that at the end. Yeah, like, does she belong here? So let's keep going. Harvey describes, um, this is good stuff when Harvey starts describing Bruce Wayne and they keep, uh, this is when he's waiting at the dinner table with uh, Pam, his his lady friend. Um, how, how the it, the fight was coordinated hung up on business bruce wayne is hung up on business he's hanging from a rope uh, you know like yes. a, and he, he runs around with a high class crowd still manages to get his kicks you know kicks. like and it was yeah. just it was good wordplay good good animation kind of cross going back and forth and then um, the main thing he says there which i think was of uh, great importance was there's nothing uh, we don't know about each other I feel like that's huge because um, that's where uh, their friendship, you know, was so strong. And you can see why, you know, yeah. when, when that turned into uh, Two-Faced, you know. So no, I thought that was no that, was, that was a big line. Um, and that was right after, like, the, the coordinated fight scene. That was awesome, right? Yeah, just very good wordplay and and, and they're in the restaurant. It was called Rose Cafe. We see Bruce's and, gold credit card, by the way. And it was like so steamy and like she, she's definitely a seductress. How about the kiss? Right? 
Yes. And yeah. like you can see Bruce Wayne, like he's actually uh, like. He, Uncomfortable. Does she have a sister? Though, right? <laughs> I know they, the people gawk on her at gawk her as, at her out. on her way out. The, a very long kiss, unexpectedly long for what a you know like unexpectedly long from my perspective. But I, I want Bruce's credit card. I had to pause it on the second viewing just to make sure. It says Bruce Wayne S. I'm not exactly sure what the S stands for. Really? Yeah, his middle name is purportedly. Thomas, so but Bruce Wayne S. I don't know. Like again, it could have just been a decorative credit card, and they just didn't think about all that detail. Maybe it wasn't an S. Maybe it stood for something else. But uh, just something to kind of note there. Um, does she have a sister? <laughs> I mean, that's just the Playboy. You know, like him and him and Harvey Dent are like two young bachelors you know crime fighters i'm mean, bruce is not a crime fighter by day but he's a crime fighter by night and obviously he's funding the police and funding all sorts of scientific experiments or you know scientific ventures and stuff like that uh playboy and he's and he's fooling around you know not fooling around do you know what i think is my like to be honest like the best part of this show for me was that we got to see a lot more of bruce wayne we got this, to see Bruce Wayne in action, like not just Batman. This was like a Bruce Wayne strong episode. It's a Bruce yeah. Wayne, Bruce this Wayne, Harvey Dent, time. Harvey Dent, like buddy, a buddy comedy kind of, you know, setup. Well, I guess, yeah, they did have it, um, you know, um, in that Scarecrow episode, uh, which was the third one where he was in the elevator. I mean, they did a little bit, but this was like an actual relation, you know, he was developing a relationship. Like most of this was getting to know Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent's relationship. And I want a lot more of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, no, yeah. Bruce Wayne is really good. He was so freaking good. So he collapses into his chocolate mousse. They take him to the hospital. Another brutalist concrete monolithic structure in Gotham. Um, and I don't know if that's also something that's going to be kind of a storyline over time, like, you know, Gotham with its architecture type. Because if, and just going back real quickly to the penitentiary that was funded by Wayne Foundation. So, Bruce Wayne probably hired the architect and, you know, and built that crazy concrete structure on the waterfront. So that's an unpopular thing, I would think, to the environmentalist. You know, I mean, like, hey, why did we do that? You destroyed the regional park out there, you know, for a jail on the waterfront. That's beautiful property. So, uh, you know, and I don't want to overlook the architecture types in this in this in these uh, facilities um, in the series necessarily. But like. I just can't help but notice it's just like a big concrete, you know, structure. And it's typical it's, of it's Gotham, tough. but yeah, you know, it's typical yeah. of Gotham, but it definitely, it definitely just, it's just some well, consistency she, there. She said too, like, you're a murderer, you know, like she's like, you're, you murdered all the blood of those flowers. They're on his hands. And that's what, why, you know, um, She's talking about Harvey Dent, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Why did he kill him? He was a murderer. He was a murderer. Yeah. And she calls him a murderer, too, because he... And uh, that goes back to your environmental, you know, um, the environmental aspect of it. 
Yeah, like I don't see her as a villain as much as you know, like I mean, the typical villain. Even like, um, I did. Even she's the most dangerous of them all. Potentially, she is, but like, I think she her her arch, the her, female arch nemesis of of, um, I believe she actually is the female version, like his Joker? arch. Nemesis. Yes, but her back her backstory is like even even though uh, t- yeah, Jonathan Crane uh, who becomes. Uh, the scarecrow has a backstory where you know he was neglected as a research scientist and they teased him and and they didn't give him his opportunities as an academic he right. it was all personal and and you know, based on his own ambition he wasn't doing anything like you know he was studying fears and maybe like maybe he was doing something grand with that but like well he was imprisoning his students but yeah so negative things negative things he was doing experiments on students yeah she wanted to rescue the the a rose that was endangered so let's keep going on that hippie well well i'm just saying that's what i'm saying maybe i'm going to be more controversial as we go along with this uh so so he uh uh, in the hospital, at first when when Pam walks in, I thought it was Summer Gleason, because again I thought it's orange red I'm hair. With Summer Gleason. Well, red hair comes in. She's like Bruce, and I just you know again like, uh, why wouldn't this be on the news, right? Like the the uh, the district attorney was poisoned at a ho- uh, you know at a restaurant that's going to be on the news. So, right. but then it took a second, and like, oh wait a second, that's not that's. The and he's pain. not only poisoned now; he's in a coma. Yeah, he's in a coma. He's, a, he's well, out. He's out of service, and you don't even know if he's going to survive. The lead DA. And um, did I want to ask you? Did you catch the doctor saying? Maybe I'm wrong, but did the doctor repeat himself twice when he said that? Let's take him to ICU. Number three stat two times in a row. Like I felt like they repeated the line. They, they did. As, they did because they were walking through so many doors, right? They like the doors would open and then they go to the next door and then they, he definitely said it twice. But okay, I, so I, I, I think it. I think it was. Just, I thought it, I. I kind of at the time was like because it's such a chaotic situation. They, yeah, you know, I just like, thought it was. I I just thought it was strange. Like I, I'm like, it's a, it's a situation where I'm thinking like, it's a situation where like you just don't say it once and then walk calmly down the hall. You're like because he's so important because he's so because he's so important. He they're like take him there, stat. Take him there, stat. And uh-huh. every time I hear stat, I I always laugh because um like when basically basically when um. I think of the hospital scenes. I'm always like, let's do this stat, you know, like in all, <laughs> all the shows. So as soon as I see like, or hear stat, it, it like got my attention. I don't know why. It's just so random. It, it was does. Random. No, no, it does. It does. I mean, it was yeah. A random just... thing. Like I don't work in hospitals, so I'm sure they hear it all the time, but that's what I, I think working in a hospital would be like, you'd hear that all the time. That's what it looks like on the T on TV shows. On the, yeah. The, <laughs> like on ER or something. My knowledge, yeah. My knowledge is coming straight from television and the movies. It's not through experience. So I love the interrogation 
of the restaurant staff. That's what I was going to say. The cops are so dumb. <laughs> They're just so dumb in this show. <laughs> And that's actually a good. That's a good uh, segue. Henry has uh, returned to the studio here, and he's got a boatload of notes for today. So I want to have give him an opportunity to share his notes, and then we're gonna talk through some of those. I'm pretty darn sure. So I'm gonna switch it over to the Yeti mic. Um, I've got uh, 16 notes today. <laughs> um, Did you catch that, Patty? 16? 16, no, so he's, uh, he's up. He's upping it. Some of them are short, I think. Yeah, some of them are just, like, fun facts. Okay. Um, number one. Um, how do the people not notice that she took the flower? Like, they're celebrating, and they're all, like, looking at the field, and she, like, takes the flower. Like, I'm pretty sure, she, I mean, like, maybe they thought, like, she was supposed to do that and stuff. Like, she's, like, helping taking out. Well, that's not that big, taking out the flowers. Um, that's not that big. Number two, Harvey comes out of nowhere and is like, like without him, you wouldn't have an episode. Like he he's just, a big deal. Yeah, here. he's like, if you didn't have Harvey, then it wouldn't be an episode. This is as much a this is as much a Harvey Dent episode as it is like a villain or villainess episode. I bet there are answers to this question, but um, how does how does when they're at the the restaurant um how does she not get poisoned she's like drinking water like licking her lips and stuff she doesn't get poisoned oh i know the answer to that we'll answer that and number like we can do that after you're done after you go through your questions okay um harvey's acting uh harvey's acting like he's brothers with bruce wayne he's like Acting like he knows him, even though he doesn't know he's Batman. <laughs> oh, I know. These are really good questions. <laughs> An observation. Um, Bruce's credit card number, this is a fun fact, is 213657146900. So we paused that to get the name, and he had that S at the end of his name, but we also were like, hey, let's take note of his number and see if we can come up with any kind of, like, numerology you know like what is the meaning yeah, behind this number we couldn't come up with anything yet but we're gonna hold on to that maybe we'll even put that in the the notes for the for the podcast that is awesome um uh next um, Bo- um harvey bullock needs to go on a diet he he's probably ate in like six donuts over the course of 10 minutes <laughs> he's hitting the, he's get, grabbing one last donut before he goes out the door to save uh the district attorney and I I took a note uh, I took a note of this um, saying that uh, Commissioner Gordon Commissioner Gordon said when he found when he was like found out that Harvey was poisoned um, for cri- for criminy sakes or something like that criminy I don't know I forgot but um, right. yeah I, I, I said I think that's just a cool phrase I mean, uh, I bet this is like, I bet he's Two-Face, but is Harvey Dent still Two-Face? He probably is because the, the Dark Knight is basically based off this show, so he's probably Two-Face. That's something for us to find out, right? Yeah. We certainly don't know yet. And why is the kitchen porter, when he's getting asked by um, Harvey Bullock, why is he wearing a tux? He's literally the guy washing the dishes, taking out the garbage. He's wearing a tux? Maybe he's lying. So that's like, 
Like, was he just, you know, I love that question because every detail means something in this series. Like, we were talking last week about how there may have been misspellings and like, well, maybe that's a detail they wanted to include and that was actually part of it. So was he like nervous and was like, well, I'm just the porter. But in reality, he was maybe more involved with whatever may have, you know, he's got a role somewhere at that restaurant. He just didn't want to share with the police. Because he was wearing a tuxedo and I don't think you uh, are going to be doing your dishes in a tuxedo. Well, when I worked at a restaurant, I don't know if you can hear me. Yes. Um, When I worked at a restaurant, we, uh, we had to dress in a tuxedo shirt. And to do dishes? Um, well, the whole, all of us did. All of us did. The okay. whole, so the fancier maybe, the maybe restaurant. it's Patty's restaurant. Okay. Um, nah, it was when I worked over, um, where did I work? What's it called? Uh, right down the road by Picasso's. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, um next um I'll remember it later. Um um what's her name? Oh my god. Um Pam, um she may have tried to, I th- she definitely tried to kiss Bruce when he ch- when he gets her into the car. Um like she like hugs him and then she kind of goes in and then she goes around and hugs him. I just remembered the name. It was the protocol. Okay, I just had to put that out there. That right. was the name of the restaurant. And um, when I, I noticed that the wa- there's like in the greenhouse, like the trickling water, it wasn't moving. It was just a there's just a drawing. Yeah, so the background art wasn't like uh, active. It was a like okay. just a still image in the background where they were showing water falling, but it was not even moving. I didn't notice that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's like it's like in four um, um, sequences. I didn't see that. Good catch. All right. Um. Um. Her first name is Pam in like the beginning, and then like I I think this is like a nickname Batman gave her, but then Batman calls her Isley at the end. I think that's her. It's yeah. her last name. Oh yeah. Pamela Isley. Yeah. Yeah, but he shortens it like. I I agree with Henry. Like um he shortened it like on purpose. Like he it's almost like he lost respect for her. He stopped using her full name. Yeah, Isley, why did you do that? That's what I think it was. Who do you think you are, Isley? Uh okay, next. Why does when when the vine starts wrapping around him, it's like snapping its jaws and it doesn't bite him. It's it's kind of weird. Like it's like snapping its jaws like it's going to bite him and then it just wraps around it him. It had a chance to kill him but didn't. Yeah, I have some stuff about that too. Also, um, I noticed that you know how Batman was kicking his teeth, and they were falling out. Um, the monster, uh, like fifteen, like, like, what? Ten seconds later, when he got close to the mouth again, the teeth were back. The teeth were all back. It was kind of weird. Very quickly regenerating oh, I didn't know teeth. Not either. And this is, um, this is, I think this is how, uh, Poison Ivy, um, returns. She, she takes the plant with, they allow the plant that kills people into the jail cell. So that's how she gets out and returns to the next time we see her. Oh, good, good call. I want to see if you're right. Thank you, Henry.
That was awesome stuff. Thanks, Henry. And uh, for the um, for the listener, um, I had to actually boot Henry out of the podcast studio a little earlier, but he wanted to stick around because he had so many notes. And he's like, Dad, maybe I can be involved with the whole call. I was like, well, if you can be quiet and, uh, you know, uh, sit still, <laughs> he couldn't sit still. So I actually had to ask him to leave and he returned. But he had such good notes there. Um so that was anyway. That was I thought that was all really good stuff. In fact, he took his notes. It was all really good stuff. It was because yeah. I was going to bring in that um, the fly trap. It was phallic, obviously. The fly trap and itself it too. Called, it was called the sweet little fly trap, and she had said, "It's you're a little big for a fly, and you're here for what a late night rendezvous." Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of sexual references to it. Bruce Wayne again steals evidence. Yeah, you know, so they need the antidote quick. Uh, can only Bruce Wayne in yeah. this town run these tests? You know, like the doc, the doctor's just like, we need to find the antidote and fast, and he just walks out the door. They have no lab equipment to do this. Like the guy is likely going to pass away. Uh, that's that's Harvey Dent, and. Maybe Wayne should donate some machines to run these tests at the uh, somewhere because he's he has to steal the specimen from the from the uh, hospital to run the test and find out you know what this what this poison is and then he ultimately What's solves the caper. And I it's called um, well it's a viral strain of poison, but they uh, they need the antidote. But the strain I guess was roses. Uh, Roses de Valerius. And I guess it's a, the name was Wild Thorny Rose. Yeah. Like, again, you know, they picked that for a reason. And, and again, it was extinct because of the five years that had passed by. Yeah, it's been extinct for nearly five years, Alfred says. So, but. And then you see the commercial, the commercial she's in, starring. Nightshade, you know, the new perfume. She, Nightshade, the the new perfume, it's deadly. Yeah, the tagline, <laughs> it's deadly. He asks, he asks, Batman asks the back computer by way of calling Alfred uh, to look up Pamela Isley. She's this research chemist at the at a fragrance firm. I like the name of the new perfume, Nightshade. That I mean, there's just the the wordplay is awesome throughout this series. They find out that she has a PhD in botany from Gotham University, not Gotham State. So this is probably the private university, oh. Gotham U, and she still runs a, uh, she still does like lecture series there. But this type of information is like, and this could be a generational thing too, obviously, but this is type of LinkedIn biographical data that you can pick up on within 10 seconds of like, you know, you just Google someone or look them up on LinkedIn. You're going to find out where their degree was and what year they graduated and what they've done in their career. How did any of this not come up at the dinner? Like, I know. You know, like this is like look up Pamela Isley. Oh, she's got a PhD in in uh, in botany from Gotham U. You know, and it's like, hey, when you were at this dinner before they started making out at the other side of the table, you didn't uh, you didn't say, hey, what do you do for a living? You was what was the conversation like at that dinner table? It seemed like it seemed like it was all about him and his relationship with Harvey. Like they were telling like you know good old boy stories. They're five years of yeah. fighting crime together. 
Yeah, and um, I did they go to college together or no? Because that's what it made it seem like that they went or or that they knew each other for longer than that. But maybe I'm wrong. No, that's interesting. But like, what did I what, felt we, like they knew each other for for uh, a lot longer? We knew that we know that they've known each other for at least five years because that's when he became district attorney and that he funded this new prison. What was their relationship like before that? And that's just another sign, though, of these two men being very egotistical and self-centered. We're at, oh, yeah. we're at this dinner with a Ph.D. in botany, a research chemist at a fragrance firm, and her career does not come up at all in the conversation. Exactly. And that kind of brings us back to how it was a little bit more in uh, the 80s Yes, it's still. And how I don't necessarily see her as a true villain, or like at least a villain without a a a moral compass. She's got a moral. She has a moral compass here. I I I don't think anyone's ever made the argument that Joker has a moral compass. Uh, Well, her moral compass is is basically to protect nature at all costs, which is a moral compass. Yes, you might, des- I mean. you might describe it as an eco-terrorist, and you know I could I could acknowledge that you know in its in its extremes, but like that's it's still right. it's still a compass. Good point. Good point. So the vine, she now they're battling in her. They find her because they find out where she's at. She's doing her nightly uh, routine at her her greenhouse. The vine ties up Batman. Um, it's a Venus flytrap. And is, yeah. is it phallic or is it? Uh, I thought it was phallic. Or is I, it the opposite of phallic? I don't even know the term for uh, the opposite of phallic. But that's where she makes the. She also says Batman a late night rendezvous. So you know another you know sexual innuendo. Um, she then announces her alter ego as "Don't call me Pam Isley anymore. I'm Poison Ivy." Which almost is an anagram, but it's not. But there's like all like the sounding words. It's almost it rhymes a little bit. Uh, Pamela Isley, Poison Ivy, um, and then she, in a very exposition type way, explains her transformation into this villain because she wants to take vengeance against Harvey Dent for what he did. He's a murderer. Um, but I, I don't disagree. With, <laughs> I guess I don't disagree that, however, Harvey Dent. And and Mr. Bruce Wayne came together and funded this huge mega prison on the waterfront, and without proper environmental review, destroyed a uh, a um, a strain or you know a spe- I mean a um, what am I trying to say like a, a you know a flower and brought it to the brink of extinction is. Uh, and that's she even uses that. She calls you know Bruce a murderer after she, uh, you know yeah. when she when he injures the fly like trap. The she, flowers are on your hands. She ends up killing the her own fly trap. She's almost going insane over the fact that you know her her. Well, I looked her, it up. It's being y- Yannick. Is the opposite of phallic? Okay, so a Yannick symbol. Representative, yeah. Of a vagina. Yeah, the clitoris. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a phallic. Yeah, phallic is pe- phallic. detail. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Phallic is the penis, as Yannick is to vagina in its representation. Yes. Um, so we'll go 
Yannick from now on. Yeah, just to be, we want to be scientifically correct and and uh, yeah. analytically uh, accurate when we're describing these things. Um, so well, I didn't want to basically when I said um, phallic, I didn't want to basically say the other you want, the viewer. Um, yeah, start talking about oh, let's but, talk about you know the vagina. But, yeah, but when, yeah, but when you said phallic, I'm like, what symbolism were you picking up on, right? Like, you know, so that's right. so so now we're, we're talking about the same thing, and we just learned a new word. She her lipstick colored rose from the dead, just beautiful, beauty, beautiful. Yes. Just I mean, the writers, whoever is writing these shows, and this actually goes to the comics too. They're just brilliant people. That were like they created this universe that was so rich and so wide and varied that they, but it's like the detail that they go into these like these terms and like these phrases and just the the wordplay is just amazing here. But she then says, "Enjoy Extinction Batman." Yes, I put that down too. And also, so his fate was sealed with a kiss, and that's when you're talking about uh, Harvey Dent, like with it and i enjoy extinction batman like i honestly believe that she is his the well now we're going on you know with the female arch nemesis i believe i believe it's i don't think it's catwoman it's not um harley quinn you know um well it can't I be believe- catwoman because catwoman and we'll find out about this in this series but catwoman and 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 bruce wayne or their alter egos like actually date and become a couple at some point, right? Or that might happen in this series. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, so it makes sense. Probably... Wait, what'd you say? Oh, I said you're probably right, but I'm not sure. Because that's the no, and the Nolan series that that happens too. You know, just even using the Nolan series as a you know a reference to that. You know, um, if the, the Nolan is my Bible in the you know it's my Bible for. Uh, for the what is the Batman universe that I believe in or live well live, I was talking to my on. daughter about this just a little bit about the podcast but anyway um I brought up that Nolan series I'm like that is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life like the whole series is fantastic yeah. like I've never seen anything like it before but going back to this I I'm blown away that I'm enjoying these cartoons <laughs> as much as you are. Yeah. These 22 minute little episodes. I'm learning so much and now I'm seeing, Oh my God, I, I can see the allure for the nerdy comic book. Yeah. People out there and no disrespect. Yeah. We mean the that comic. in the term of endearment. I mean that. Yes. I can see the allure of it. Yeah, and, it's uh, such a rich, it's such a rich storyline with such rich characters, and like it, it's you can see how people get into that really deeply. Yes, and this was a hypersexual episode, didn't you think? And I, and I think, I mean, we're going to see a little bit more of that, I think, as we go on, because they haven't been shy on that in the in the out of the five episodes. You know, it's been a topic. His Playboy, Bambi. You know, um, him, you know, all Summer Gleason, you know, there's been, rec- there's been acknowledge- his robe, you know, there's been acknowledgement of like his sexuality in this show. Yeah. But this, this one was the most on the nose for the longest period of time. Like where, yeah. it was, where it was like a theme of the show was, 
was the allure of the, the you know, this uh, sultrous, seductress, sultry seductress, uh, Poison Ivy, um, you know, the, uh, wrapping these two men, you know, around her little uh, finger. Yeah. Um, so back to this Enjoy Extinction Batman. Goes to my thesis that is borderline controversial. Um, they He made a plant go extinct. Um, individually, he did this. Like, like there could be a trial where this is proven in a court of law. Alfred even mentions this, you know, when he says, oh, yeah, that plant went extinct about five years ago without any kind of, like, acknowledgement. Remember when we built the prison? That was the last right. remnants of it. So he is literally at fault for the extinction of this plant. And she says, you know, enjoy your extinction. Um, so, again, I just think that's the beauty of of the, you know, circular nature of the show, too. It's just the multiple kind of... It's that's how the se- the the show started with her pulling this one. Well, plant also, up. Henry, just to bring up what like one of the answers that or for discussion, Henry's question um, about why is like um, with the poison, like how is she, um, like she has that poison, she's immune to the poison. Uh, has she not taken the antidote? I think I wanted to. That's she doesn't my... need. She doesn't need the antidote. Because she's been around that plant for so long, she's been. Yeah, she is basically made from that. Like she's got immunity to it. She has immunity. You think she's got immunity to it? She does. I thought I. I mean, I she she had the she had the antidote on her. Right, and he's he, and he yeah. and his line to her, the bottle. He's going to fall down and just like almost die, and he's holding the plant as hostage as like a leverage to negotiate with her for his uh, rescue. And he says, "The bottle for the weed." The bottle for the weed. And the so, bottle. and he so again, Bruce Wayne, in his callousness towards the rose the endangered rose refers to it as a weed in his final, you know, you know, the final moments of this episode. And she, she, an environmentalist to the end, she saves Batman to preserve that final species, that final, you know, one, uh, species of this poisonous rose, you know? So she, even at the end, she could have had Batman. She had Batman dead. And all she had to do was let go of this rose, but she couldn't. She's like, you know what, she I'm going to I'm gonna save Batman. And she goes to jail as a result of this. She goes to the jail. How cruel is this? In my, She goes to the jail that was built on the site that destroyed the rose. Oh, the irony of that. And she's I going, and she's, and I didn't, I didn't even think about the rose being taken into prison. Oh, my God, I didn't even touch that. That's a huge, that, that's a huge, uh piece i missed there so she's sitting now in the jail cell ruining the day that she's gonna like get out and you know destroy gotham she's they've made her now into a more of a monster most likely um why did she was she allowed to take a poisonous rose to the prison so henry said this uh when That's she, what i was wondering too like she got it and she's like you girl you're allowed to bring one contraband item into jail <laughs> um and so she's like, I'll take the poison roses, you know, so that's it's just that's like how that happened. You know, you, you got to let that go. But I just 
And I I was hoping that like they took that rose that she, they that she had tick and replanted it at the university, or you know took it to the Gotham Botanical Gardens, you know they talk, they mentioned that, but no, she actually has it in her jail cell. So we're gonna see more poison ivy in this series for sure. I really dug that. I I have to make sure I don't watch another one tonight because I'm gonna then want to do it tomorrow. Like it's getting out of control. <laughs> So that I mean, this was another. So out of the five episodes, I don't want to do like a ranking of these because we'll just all of a sudden be arguing over like scores. But like relatively speaking, like like we can just think about the first five, right? I think this is my favorite. It's up. It's for me. I I still have my uh, uh, scarecrow number one. Um, I think this might be my number two though. But what a and Christmas with the Joker is my five, but what a strong start to this series. And again, I we when we started this, if anyone goes back and listens to Podcast Zero, we were thinking about this out loud. We're like, hey, what if we watch this? And we kind of talked ourselves into it. it. Didn't take a long time to talk ourselves into it. We we're both Batman. We love Batman, and like this is a new idea to just watch Batman and just talk about it on a podcast. But. But we were like, you know, how far will this take us? How into it will we be? Here we are having like 40, 45 minute conversations about a 22 minute episode. I know it's getting out of control. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not covering everything as much as we want to. We're holding back on material. Yeah, because they even have, I think she was going to get, I think she was actually going to give him a real kiss. Not a a venomous one. At the, at the, uh real kiss in in the vines like the only um you know there's so much action in all the other episodes so much it was overloaded with action you know um from the get in uh, almost every single one except this one the whole major scene was the vines and he was stuck in those vines forever so i i thought like I, I loved again the reason I loved this one so much was that a strong uh, woman character, the Bruce Wayne piece. Oh yeah, finally yeah. the brothers, the brothers in arms, and they brought in Harvey Dent. I couldn't believe it. No, it's good. And so. then uh, the last line, when she's like, "Yeah, bury me in the ground as deep as uh, they can bury me in the uh, ground as deep as they like." but I'll grow back. I'll always grow back. Or we grow, we always grow back. So she's a plant. She like, she basically is a plant. She encompasses for all you environmental freaks. She is your goddess. Well, she's going to be rooting herself. Let's use some of these same like metaphors. You know, she's going to be uh, rooting herself in the, you know, the bottom of a, you know, a jail cell in, you know, in, in, um, in the soil that allowed for this rose to grow and she has the rose. So she, she's got opportunities to plot and, uh, and seek vengeance from here on out. And I, again, I think it's cruel for her to be, I think the headline news should be Summer Gleason. Where are you reporting live from? You know the state, uh, the Gotham Penitentiary, saying, um, you know, environmental review was skirted during the construction of the jail cell. 
you know, and a woman is is being imprisoned there because she wanted to protest, you know, the the extinction, the forced extinction of the uh, uh, what was the rose, um, the wild thorny rose. Um, there's another. There's, there is an environmental wing in the Gotham universe that is protesting her her arrest, and maybe she belongs in Arkham Asylum because she's quite literally insane. She but, is a mad. She's a mad genius. But for her to be rotting in a jail cell with the common thuggery of the, like the goon squad that you know Joker does his robberies with, or or the henchmen that the scarecrows. And others just pull up on the corner of a roadside and ask for two or three thugs to call them boss for the rest of the day. Um, I don't think she belongs there. And, I, you know, I think we're going to see a lot more of her. Which is why this is, I mean, another strong episode. So five strong episodes for sure. The next, uh, do you have other notes? Well, it picked up at three and then just went crazy. Like, it got so good. Yeah, three, four, like, five is like killer. I'm going to end up watching it tonight. Like I, I, I'm gonna end up watching it. Three, four, <laughs> and we'll, talk, we'll, 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 talk, we'll preview that in a second, though. Did you have any notes, f- further notes? Um, I think we covered a hell of a lot. So let's. The next episode is um, the Underdwellers. It's season one, episode twenty-seven on HBO Max. It is with a. Um, villain I've never heard of before, so I'm not even gonna give the name. But I think it does. I think it 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 lends us um, a little bit. We've done three episodes and three nights in a row, and I've been loving it, obviously. But um, we might want to take uh, one or two days to kind of see this one because it's, it's gonna be brand new. This it's gonna be brand new to both of us. Um, the content, the content of this one. So I, which is gonna it's like. So it's it's going to be exciting in that sense because it's going to be like all right now we're we're heading towards you know there's 65 of these episodes you know we're yeah, on, we just finished episode five every single moment of this now like uh, like it, it's real I told you at three is the hook five and I'm worth when we're talking about we were just joking five. about we were just joking about like you know five out of 65 is one thirteenth so. We've only completed one out of 13 episodes of the first season. There's the two movies. There's two other seasons that are shorter. So there's so much more to go if we want to keep going with this. The movies, yeah. The movies, too, like you said. Yeah, the movies. So this is um, a show that's definitely kicking it. Um, Oh, yeah. And this did not not disappoint. Um, It exceeded. It, it continues to exceed expectations when we're thinking like it can't get any better in a way. And I, it might just be, it may not be, remember last week I was talking about last week, it was yesterday, but the hills and valleys, it might just be one constant plateau at like of like peakness. You know what I mean? It's just a constant peakness, which is why the reputation of the, the show has, it's earned its right. You know what I mean? This it, next one will dip now because like, we really have been peaking here. Well, a that's, little. When that's one re- when I looked at I br- I just take a brief look at what the next episode is and see who the villain is, and it's just some, one that we've never heard of before. So let's we'll just watch it and talk about it next time. But let's not, let I know I know that tomorrow likely won't be able to be possible. But one more note I have in here I wanted to talk about the escaped convict. He he starts when he gets in jail. I don't know why I didn't bring it up when we were talking about this. Um, 
he starts talking, he's stammering, he's like, um, stammering to the, you know, getting arrested. He's like, big wings. And the female cop's like, yeah, right. Big wings. Oh yeah. Yes. I so, remember that. So that, so which means is that one, the Batman is still a secret to the police. Like the police, he's not working with the police as much as like, you know, maybe he's just a secret to commissioner Gordon. Cause Harvey Bullock has referenced like the Batman as being like a bad guy, you know, uh, the blimp in the first episode, man, bad episode. Um, but he, the detective, the main detective, um, who's dumber than Harvey Bullock, dumbest person that I've ever come across. He's so dumb. Like <laughs> that, uh, cop, that's lead detective. Harvey Bullock. He knows, yeah, he knows um, that he exists. And we saw him, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but not all cops. So, like, so, but which is cool, which is like, so it just shows you where we are at the universe where he's not a universal, he's still considered like, you know, a vigilante, yeah. right? Like, and he's someone that, like, he's running away from the police. Every time, like, he catches a guy uh, or a villain, he escapes. You know, he does not, he does not wait, he does not wait around for this, like, you know, like the police to come and like save the day and jointly arrest him. They, he takes off because he doesn't want to get caught. So it was just, I thought that was a nice little button on that. Like, yeah, right. Big wings. Like you're crazy. You know, it didn't seem like it was fake. It just seemed like from that, yeah, from that (laughs) cop's perspective, she's like, yeah, whatever. You're crazy. He's a rookie to this. So let's um, let's take a let's uh, enjoy this first five episode run. Uh, incredible show where it's definitely got le- it's, it's got more than legs. Next episode, The Underdwellers, season one, episode twenty seven on HBO Max. This has been the Pelican Pod. Peace out.